0: previously on those were the days you know me being the art nerd i really got into cartoons and stuff so
1: she would walk around and say if you blow in my ear i'll follow you anywhere
0: (laughs) which by the way the venn diagram of eight-year-olds and
2: taxi fans (laughs) intersects with you
3: curse you ted turner and your cable plans (laughs) my show is the golden girls learning about mary tyler moore fighting to wear pants (laughs) you did say rockford Files. so i feel like i have to play this definitely tom holland making you question everything about what you like
0: those were the days is filmed before a live internet audience
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome in to Those Were the Days. This is our very first episode. We definitely didn't do an episode last week, and that is okay. <laughs> I am your host this week, Travis, a.k.a. TV's Travis, and joining me are three wonderful people. The one and only Amy Frost. Hello. The inimitable Stephen Adams. Hey, hey. And the irreplaceable Audie Norman. What's up, y'all? So, this week, we are starting off uh, a series of shows talking about pilots. We've done our own unaired pilot that did make it to air, and now we're doing our official here's the beginning of our series pilot. Pilots are, for those that are uninitiated, the first version of a television show. Uh, Typically, the old school way of doing it was you would make a pilot, you would show it to the network, and the network would say, sure, we'll give you money to make more of your show. Or they would say, your show sucks, move along. Um, and and we thought that, that was a great place to start with this particular show. So we are talking about pilots. Specifically, we're going to talk about the pilot to one of my favorite shows of all time, ALF. Uh, I love that show, and I want to get everybody's kind of opinion on that. We'll, we'll get some, uh, some viewers, some, some audience uh, things as well. But before we start, I kind of want to talk about just pilots in general. The, the three of you are all familiar with how pilots work and everything. Amy, your parents worked in TV, so oh, yeah. I'm sure you probably have more of a idea of how it worked than any of us.
1: And and so, and I mean, because the other, the other part of it was that, like, pilots aired also, like, without there mm-hmm. being the rest of a show attached. Um, And then the yeah. Nielsen families with their special boxes, which was, like, a big <laughs> deal to me when I was a kid. I was, I was like, man... I'm 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 typical I could be a Nielsen family
0: that's right I could be
1: a Nielsen family right like how come we don't count um (laughs) yeah so that was a thing right so like can you imagine that right is like you watch this episode of a show and you're like man that show was terrific and then it never appears again (laughs) like well I guess that was it
2: um. Yeah. So, Audie, do you when when pilots get brought up? Do you have like any that kind of come to mind initially?
0: Um. You know, you're gonna hate me for it, but I'm gonna bring up the West Wing because I I always remember that pilot because, like a lot of pilots, they don't have the music ready for you yet. Mm-hmm. They don't have the intro into the uh show yet and sometimes with a pilot they don't even have the characters really set yet like yeah they're trying to you know it's the first episode they're trying to get made and get everybody in on it and um Mm -hmm. west wing's one of those that i always fall back on because it feels like they nailed the characters from the get-go some shows manage to do that um i think we've even talked about with uh our highlander show that they pretty much nailed the characters from the get-go and it's impressive to see when that happens. But then there's other times where they don't nail it and it's fine. That's a whole process. Because like the pilot will be shot and then it's like, what, months later before they get the series and they're like, oh yeah, we should probably start making this. And they're like, oh yeah, those are characters we did. What were those like?
2: Exactly. Uh, The funny thing is, so pilots, you know, pilots are the shows that make it to air and yet, I think it's something like 56% of shows that make a season don't, f- don't go beyond one season. Yeah. Even like and, and those are the ones that had a pilot good enough to get picked up. So you can <laughs> imagine what some of these pilots look like. And some of them are sort of TV movies um, that, uh, that they want to make. Like I know um, the movie Mulholland Drive – was originally a TV movie that was meant to be a f- feature-length pilot to a series that David huh. Lynch wanted to make. Huh. But ABC was like, we don't get it. And, you know, <laughs> imagine big, that. Big surprise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, imagine not getting a David Lynch film. But he, he essentially reworked that and made it into the feature film and put that out. So pilots go very, very uh, oddly. Stephen, do you have any, like, when you think of a pilot of a TV show, is there anything that jumps to mind right away?
3: Yeah, there are a couple, and they're both on different ends of the spectrum. The Happy Days pilot. Um, Mm -hmm. If you want to talk about characters not matching what they ended up being, (laughs) oh my word, Happy Days was almost a flippin' drama in that first episode. It's like, there's some laughter, but there's also the Fonz being way too James Dean, not enough, like, Fonz. (laughs) He's like the biker guy who dropped out of school, and he's real rough. And it took them a long time to kind of settle into the, hey, hitting the jukebox, getting the chicks kind of dude. Um, so that one is like on the, that was way off base, and they kind of figured their way out and made an amazing show. Uh, and the other one kind of depresses me. It's Futurama. I watched the first episode of Futurama, the first air date, when it came out, and I was so excited for that show, because I'm like, this thing... Is awesome. I laughed. I'm excited about the premise. I'm gonna catch it every week. Didn't watch a single episode ever after that. Never the time the stars the stars never aligned. I never sat down and watched it. It was a time when we couldn't Netflix it, man. Like it was just yeah. if you missed it at eight o'clock on Fox on that night, which I'm not good at keeping schedules, like <laughs> We talked about this last episode that we definitely didn't record. Like, if I was in bed watching TV, I was going to catch it. But if it was at any other kind of time, it was right. hit and miss. <laughs> like, uh, so I'm disappointed. That was a fantastic pilot. You knew everything you were getting into from episode one, and I was yep. I loved it. Yeah,
2: yeah. For me, the the pilot that always kind of sticks in my head is, and I remember this from I had like a behind the scenes type deal years and years ago, but it was Star Trek, the original series of Star Trek. They produced a pilot called The Cage and CBS was like, eh. So then Lucille Ball, who ran Desilu uh, Productions, championed it and, and knew that there was something good here. And so they actually got to make a second pilot, which at that time, 1966, I think it was, or 65, was unheard of. Like, you didn't get a second chance. You either made it or you didn't. Yeah. So then they made a second pilot that was one starring Bill Shatner and it was where no man has gone before and that became the series. But it was such a, and then later on they used footage from the cage for an episode, a two part episode called Menagerie. And that's where Christopher Pike comes from. Major Barrett was actually in that episode as the first officer of the ship. Um, Spock is the only character that actually cro- carried over from the original original pilot. Uh, but that's the one that like, I always think of when I think of a pilot of a show is like Star Trek because they got two takes at it and nailed it the second time. And then now we have, what, 70 years or 60 years of, of Star mm-hmm. Trek? So it's just crazy. Um, our show tonight, though, is is one that's very near and dear to my heart. It's ALF, Alien Lifeform. It, was a, it, it ran from 1986 to 1990. It got four seasons, and we all watched the pilot. Now... There are technically two. There was an unaired pilot for the show um, and then what actually ran in 1986. There's very little difference between the two. I watched both of them. There's a couple of different gags. um, And and really the gags are all kind of there. There's a little more uh, family dynamic and the actor towards the end from the military that shows up is a different – it's a different actor. um, And they have like one other joke because he – he kind of had a weird looking face. And so they make some joke about, cause she, uh, the mom immediately says, no, we're not harboring an alien life form. And he's like, wait a minute. Why did you say that? Did it have anything to do with how I look? Like that was the <laughs> gag, <laughs> but outside of that, it's the exact same thing. So I want to start with Steven. And what I want to ask is what did you think of it as uh, had you, had you watched any of Elf before? And what did you think of this pilot?
3: Uh, I've never, I I will say no, I've never watched ALF um, because in my conscious memory, I can't remember sitting down and watching it. Now, I do remember seeing it on the TV, but like watching it's a whole different verb. Uh, (laughs) So no, and I did in this go, this is a great premise. I'm in like it had that it was so 80s. So I had to like adjust my brain. to uh, i had to time travel a little bit and go okay i know what this is and then it's been so long since i've watched a three camera sitcom that i had to kind of <laughs> remember what that looked like like it's mm-hmm. basically a stage play with some overacting and stuff because a lot of times these people would come from the stage to these tv shows that's where they broke in um and that you had they had a, a Kind of a mannerisms, the way they operated was very much, I'm on a set. And you kind of had yep. to, um, I had to like, I had to learn how to watch it. But once I was, <laughs> once I, once I got into it, I was like, okay, I'm down. And I loved, I loved the jokes and where they, where it, you know, it just drops you right into the show. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, there's something's going to happen. Then boom, now there's an alien. Um, and <laughs> it, I, I dug it. Short story, I had a lot of fun with
2: it. <laughs> Yeah, that was one difference. The unaired pilot had a little more before um, the whole radio thing and the ship crashing with, like, the, the family eating dinner and the daughter wanting to borrow the car and just a little bit of family stuff. And then they get to him going out into the garage to use his shortwave radio. Um, Amy, what, was your, what is your history with ALF? Did you watch it when it originally aired? I
1: did. I mean, I, I okay. wouldn't have been able to tell you anything beyond, like— Alf Eats Cats, like I, right. I didn't, exactly, didn't exactly remember <laughs> it, um, but I did definitely watch it as a kid um, being a cat lover that upset me greatly. Sure. Um, I, I And yeah, like Stephen, it was a jolt, right? And um, I'm going to say something controversial in that I was very, um, I was very comforted By studio canned laughter, I was like,
0: "Oh, (laughs) it's
1: actually kind of (laughs) nice." Oh, it makes you feel safe to laugh, like when you hear it. Like Mm -hmm. I can laugh too, right? Like the funny thing, like I'm sitting in my living room alone and I'm gonna laugh at the television. I mean, I do, I do. Sure, you know, like well, I'm. I guess it's just me and the cat. The funny thing
3: about Alf it was not recorded in front of a live studio audience because Mm -hmm. the puppetry was so complex that Mm -hmm. they couldn't do it. So. They that was like actual canned Straight laughter. Can.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I, I do have a question about the beginning of the pilot, though. Like, it did seem to me that that mom and dad had snuck away to the garage for a little alone <laughs> time, and I was well, like, I don't remember this.
2: And that's what I'm saying. So the originally, what had happened is they they're all sitting around eating, and like the the um, Ben or um, Brian doesn't want to eat his dinner, and the daughter wants to borrow the car. And this and that. And then finally he goes, all right, I'm going to go out and I'm going to talk to my friend in Yugoslavia. And um, like the, the boy follows him out there and is looking through the telescope. And then eventually mom comes out and says, all right, it's time for bed. And then they're talking and they start talking about the daughter wanting to borrow the car and how he doesn't like her new boyfriend Lash which I love that name. Yes. Um, good. I don't and, like and, it like, either. There's some of that. Like, And, and it, there's a great line where she's like, yeah, she thinks you hate her boyfriend, and his response is perfect. Uh, Willie is just like, she's such a smart girl. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then and then the radio starts beeping and you do that. But the, it's like they cut all that for the broadcast version and just which started I off with. I agree
1: with, but they definitely mm-hmm. did seem like they were like, and then he's yep. like, oh, wait, hang on my radio and it's like yeah. okay
2: <laughs> uh so audi what what is your history with alf um did you watch it when you were a kid and what did you think of watching it this time
0: oh my gosh i watched all of alf and we'll talk probably talk about it later i watched the show i watched the cartoons i was all about mm-hmm. alf so this was like a warm blanket watching this pilot <laughs> just be like ah i remember this show and i even mm. remember how his voice is different for the pilot compared to the rest of the series, and how they changed okay. it up yeah. to be like yeah, because
1: so I I didn't I only watched the pilot and I was like I don't remember the voice being exactly like this. yeah
0: it's like Same. it's like they had the the pilot and he's trying to do a voice you know he's mm-hmm. kind of lowering his register with it and just like this and they come back to him and he's like yeah I'll just do it like this hey Willie mm-hmm. you know. I remember that. And I remember joking about that all the time. Just, Hey, Willie all the time. (laughs) And that's fairly typical with, especially when
2: there's a, a character with a distinct voice that happens over time. I remember, um, watching early seasons of NCIS and the character of Abby, who is very distinct in her mannerisms. Her voice was very different early on and changed over time. Alf, Paul Fusco, who, who puppeteered Alf, um, and actually is credited as Alf's special assistant. We'll get into that a little bit. That's good. Uh, But yeah, he definitely mm-hmm. did find the voice uh, later on. So I'm like Amy and Audie. I grew up, I loved Alf. I watched the show. I watched the cartoons. I watched the TV movie from the mid-90s when they uh, sort of rebooted the series. Mm-hmm. I remember Alf's talk show that he had <laughs> oh, for yeah. a short period of time. The thing that I always loved about Alf and – Was that they treated him like a character. Yeah. Paul Fusco was very, very insistent that Alf was not a puppet. He was not referred to as a puppet on set. He was a character. And so there's like these layers to Alf, right? There's Alf in the show, but then there's Alf, the actor who's on the show, who makes appearances at the Emmy Awards Mm -hmm. or has the talk show or whatever. Yeah, it and did I have always big, loved
1: like muppet vibes that way. Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And I love those layers and I love that dedication to it because it makes the character more endearing and like he he lasts because you can just have him pop up somewhere for 5 minutes and whatever it's just ALF showing up. It's like having Kermit there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it does have that very muppet thing. The uh I did read where the show almost didn't get picked up because Bernie Brillstein was the executive producer and he wasn't going to have the meeting with um, Fusco in the first place because he had worked with Henson for a while and he was just like, nobody's as good as Jim Henson, which he's not wrong, but he had the meeting anyway and he was so impressed by the character of Alf that he was like, all right, I think this guy can run a show. And so they ended up getting to do it. And Steven, you mentioned how it wasn't filmed in front of an audience and that was different for the time. Most, especially most three-camera sitcoms were filmed in front of a live studio audience. Um, they didn't do that for this because the set actually had to be built four feet off the ground, right? To accommodate for the puppeteering. And it was part of why the show only went four seasons. And by the fourth season, the actors were getting tired of doing it because production was, it was not an easy show to make, um, on top of having to treat Alf like an actual character. There were trapdoors everywhere. I mean, I can't imagine trying to act out a scene and you have to walk across and not fall four feet and, you know, snap an ankle or something. So it's
0: yeah, one of those. I, but,
3: I don't know if this is on the docket for later, but Max Wright has some feelings. Uh, the guy who played the dad, um, who I can't remember his name. That dude, w- not, not happy. Not happy no. on this show.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, and it's so weird that he did. he has such a bad history, like, taste in his mouth from doing the show because I love him in it. I love yeah. Willie so much. He's the yeah. perfect foil for Alf and Max Wright plays him. So like this was a show that got the characters of the Tanner family right away. Like all four of them feel like they just stepped right into that role and they and, and they're getting to play kind of caricatures in a way, yeah. which helps, you know, in the sitcom world. But I just like that they just inhabited it right away. And it was it was just tweaks after that. It was little things. And I loved Max Wright in this. And that's always, whenever I see him, that's what I think of is Alf. Yep. He's, mm-hmm. he's Willie Tanner yeah. to me.
3: And he hates you for it. I'm sure.
2: I'm and, sure. And I see him in other things and I enjoy him in that. But my first memory, because it's because I was five, six years old when it came yeah. out. It's that indelible memory. I can't get rid of it. But, um, And, 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 uh, I looked up, uh, the kid that played Brian didn't do much. Uh, he stopped acting by like 93. So he did for a few years after, but, but it wasn't a whole lot. Um, I liked him in the pilot too. I thought for a kid, he was actually really good. Yeah, Um, he was fine. And the pilot did have a couple of the things that unfortunately or fortunately, depending on who you talk to, got dropped as the series went on. That was the cat eating, uh, got lessened. Um, yeah in part because apparently a a child put their cat in the microwave and that made it back to the network and the network was like, you can't have him. No, no more of
3: that. One kid puts a cat in a microwave and you lose (laughs) an entire joke? Like, what is... (sighs) Don't get me started, uh. kids. Today. I know, I know. The <laughs> other one,
2: the the other joke, I mean, and I forgot about it was this one we were is when kids.
1: it was us, <laughs> we're the ones
2: that the <laughs> microwaves, guys. Um, the the other one was uh, because the show it was a primetime sitcom, so and and the character like it's not meant for kids initially. It's kind of made as sort of a, a family thing, uh, but kids. It was so popular with kids that they had to change things. Like Alf wasn't allowed to drink beer, even though. You know, logically, in the context of the show, Alf, uh, Gordon, and, and I love his name too, Gordon Shumway is Alf's <laughs> yeah. real name. So good. Uh, but he's like 285 years old, right? So it's like, yeah, he's old enough to drink beer, but they didn't want kids emulating him, so he wasn't allowed to drink beer after that, which is a bummer because that's such a great joke when they come out of the kitchen mm-hmm. and they've each got a can of beer. <laughs> Don't get any and she's soda. Like, yeah. yeah. She's like, no soda. Let's not. By the way, you're out of Coors. <laughs> <looks> so
0: good. <laughs>
3: It's so. But then they
2: just because you've got a puppet, it becomes mm-hmm. a kid thing.
3: Like there's yeah. so many. Mm-hmm. Like the Muppets were, they had kid they, stuff in it, but there was so much adult humor, and it. it's like, oh yeah. yeah, we have to yeah. limit it. We I will get, get it, to the Muppet
1: Show at some
3: point. Oh, we will. It oh, is we not will. for mm-hmm. children. I'm waiting for variety <laughs> show day. That's gonna or variety show month. We'll get there. <clears throat>
2: Uh, One other joke that definitely didn't go over well and the original broadcast version of the show got changed by the time of re-airs and then in syndication was there's an episode where Alf um goes to make a jacuzzi out of their bathtub. So he grabs the electric mixer.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Ooh,
2: <laughs> and yeah. in, in putting it in the water, shocks himself and gets amnesia. And that's the that's the premise of the episode. And that went out to air and then the, the network was like, ah, ha, ha,
0: and <laughs> so great.
2: they had to change it to a hand mixer and he got amnesia from slipping and falling. And so like they added a thud sound True. and then reworked a bunch of audio um, because, you know, yeah. a kid, again, a kid probably tried to do that and shocked themselves or something. I mean, the old cut to tomorrow strategy. It's little like little we're just going to move
3: the camera and make different noises.
2: Because in the original, the original episode was a two-parter, I think it was, but it ended with an actual ALF PSA, like ALF to the camera saying, hey, don't mix electricity and water. (laughs) But some, again, the story (laughs) is that That some kid actually did that, is the story, that a kid actually Mm -hmm. did that. And so that was what freaked the network out. And so they reworked everything, took the PSA out of the end of it, which, again, like, they did their due diligence. But I also kind of understand that yeah. one <laughs> a little bit. Um, but yeah, the so this pilot, I liked how they were able to touch on all of the major points of the show and give you the perfect encapsulation of what the show is going to be moving forward in a 24 minute episode. They meet there's, there's the sarcasm, the humor, the, 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 the like, you know, goofy antics. Um, the, the Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld's mom as, um, Mrs. Akmonic, yeah. next door. Yep. Forgot about her. One of the one of my favorite jokes too. Achmonic. That sounds like a typo. Sounds like a typo. I laughed <laughs> so hard. Alf's humor. Uh, like the humor from Alf and Project Alf is stuff that I quote and I use all the time. Because it's just like something about that just gets me. And I love it, but you had her, you had the military involved and all of that. So it set everything up perfectly. I really think this is a great kind of version of what a, what a pilot episode should be. Um, because you want the show, you want to know what the show is going to be, what you're getting into. And then from there you can expand and eventually you can, you can mess with your formula and all that. Now they didn't. Um, but I just really, really enjoyed this as a pilot. I think this is a great way to kind of kick the show off too because it's one that we all enjoyed. We all liked mm-hmm. it. I'm, I'm glad, Steven, you finally got to see it. Like you've, You know of ALF, but you got to see what the show was. Here's yeah. my question. Now that you've seen the pilot, do you want to watch more episodes?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I would I would sit down and watch more of this. Like I I these days it's harder for me to find time to just do that. But like if I had sure. if I had extra time, I was like you know what I'm gonna watch some TV. I would turn on Alf. Now there, I've got some. There's some weirdness about episode one of Alf. There's definitely it's definitely like one of the most awkward TV <laughs> shows I've ever seen. Because I was sitting there thinking like there's that whole scene with the bathroom and he's just in there <laughs> with the dad <laughs> and I'm like. Nowhere in my brain can I see myself going. I need to get a shower. Alien that's in my bathroom. <laughs> you can stay in here, but I'm gonna go do the thing. No,
1: everyone like, is way too okay with Alf. Like, yeah, it's, just, yeah. Like, it's not they're like, okay. They're yeah. like, hey, alien that like, just crashed through my garage. Um, was, can you hand me a towel? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, you just got a into great the shower joke. naked, dude. Like. <laughs> Well, right. it's what hilarious how the last two minutes.
0: It's hilarious how they introduce an alien life form and just skip over all the alien tropes. He knows the language. Yep. He knows, yep. uh, you know, he's pretty much the same as us socially until he doesn't need to be, and we need to have a joke. Yeah, yep. yeah like being device. in the shower. Hand me a towel. Let me get the toilet paper. Something to dry Now
3: that was fun because I really mm. like that because cats do that crap. Cats and do he's, that. He wants yep. to eat cats, and I was like, "Yeah, I get it. All right, I'm in." We're this was the weirdest thing I've ever seen, and I didn't want to see Max Wright with no shirt on any more than anybody else did. <laughs> <laughs> but here we are. And, and just, it's just like,
1: like, "You've already gotten out of the shower. Like yeah. your towel has got to be right there,
3: or yeah, at
0: least
1: another one. least the toilet paper. That's going to work great." 1986 yeah. toilet paper is not going to dry you off, my dude. This no, is not Charmin was- Ultra.
2: No, that was some single ply Scots. Like, saying, that right? stuff just disappears when you touch it to to yeah. anything wet. You like, now that's... have
1: a fine coating of toilet paper. Congratulations. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this
3: is—I mean, this is evidently a guy who has spent his entire life going to the Y gym and just spending yep. all his time <laughs> with other naked dudes. Because no yep. one's going to do this
2: ever. Well, that was that was the '80s though. Like that was yeah. commonplace back <clears> then. So sure. you know, he was used to it. Like even nerdy, you know, guys like like uh, Willie or nor yeah. it's normal for them. Yeah. Um, I, again, like there were jokes in this that are just, they, they hit that mark perfectly. I love the line where he's just, where he's, he's like, this is amazing. This is a lifetime dream come true. And she's like, he's got to go. You're right. You don't know anything about him. Like he just <laughs> flips one eighty immediately. It's so well delivered. Um, that's why it's such a bummer that he hates his time on this show because he was so good in it. it was really- he was so yeah. perfect.
3: I mean, that's a testament to an actor, though, too, right? Like, he hates yeah. being there, but you... Yeah,
1: but he's doing it, yeah. He's
3: doing the job. He's doing what they told yep. him to do, and it's I, I like that. One thing I thought was kind of lacking, it was, this show is oddly quiet. Like, this pilot was oddly quiet. Like, there's the theme song at the beginning, and then it's just kind of people doing stuff, and you never heard, like, yeah. any ba doop or anything like that. It's just... Quiet, mm. and you're just watching the scene that stood out to me for some reason. Because yeah. I, I guess because I I don't like dead air. I don't know y'all can be probably familiar with that concept of when it's quiet, <laughs> it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. That's why we do this. Uh, <laughs> but there was a lot of that, like when they're bringing him into the living room after he crashes. I'm like, there should be like some ba do dee dee to do, like kind of segue music, and there's just not. It's, well, I think, it's really weird.
2: yeah, I think some of that is the pilot nature of it. Like they right. haven't you're found right. that yet. They, the, I I seem to remember they did eventually.
0: You mm-hmm. know, like most
2: sitcoms yeah. have your interstitial sure. music, but yeah, I didn't really pay attention to that. But now that you mention it, you're right. It was there wasn't a lot of like musical cues or stings or anything like that going on. It was just the normal sounds of them sitting around. I did like the the um, Sesame Street. Jokes, yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that you was get, good. Sesame, you get Street Sesame Street on your planet, no, I don't get it on this one either. <laughs> <laughs> that was
3: great, I love it. Just
2: again, Alf's humor, like it gets it, I, I just it kills me. Uh, so the show spawned um, two animated series. There was an animated series that took place on Melmac with Gordon and his adventures there, and then there was another one, and Audie, you might remember the other one more than I do um cuz it was like adventures
0: right yeah it was alf tales i was looking it up beforehand i don't remember watching alf tales at all but mm. apparently they made it i remember watching the initial animated series where it's alf with his family and stuff and just doing stuff on melmac
2: yeah his his entire family and everything on melmac before it exploded mhm amy do you remember the the animated shows i
1: vaguely I, I don't know if I watched it or not. Like, I definitely think I had an elf toy. Oh, I, I know think. I think. Mm-hmm. I must have. Um, I don't remember the animated series that much. I, I had so much animation consumption, though, so i kind of blend. <laughs> it it had
3: to have while. fallen in there somewhere.
1: Yeah.
3: I think I vaguely remember the animated show. There, I had my neighbor was like big into Alf, so I'm sure I was at his house at one point or another watching Alf with him. They they were like, weren't there Alf dolls and stuff too? Oh wasn't yeah, that oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. yeah Alf to was merchandise
0: out the wazoo. Was
3: yeah. was there, was mm. there a pull string Alf toy or am I making that up? Because
0: I Probably. feel like he had. I
1: mean, there had to have been. Yeah,
0: I'd be surprised I, if I I there would wasn't. Imagine.
3: I feel like he had one of those, and that's that's part of my memory of Alf. It's like my buddy because he had a pull string Pee Wee Herman and a pull string. Al, he had all of them. Mm-hmm. All the if it was a the, the thing with a pull string, he had it. <laughs> and, on, guys, and we just hang on, guys. Uh, we
1: can get a we can get. An eighteen inch Alf hand puppet at Target right now for thirty five dollars. I don't want to alarm anyone.
3: Yeah, trying did. to bring it back. Heck yeah, it's come I was, might
2: end up with one of those by the end of the week. There me. was, uh,
1: according to eBay, uh, there mm. was a talking Dang. plush. Um,
2: okay, yeah, the, all right. that's the thing. Like, yeah. they're trying to bring back Alf, but you have to understand, for those who weren't around or didn't didn't watch it at the time, Alf was huge. Yeah. In the late 80s. He mm. was everywhere. They There was the animated shows. I have My mom the, still the has... We have an
1: ALF cake pan. <laughs> mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. If, it, if Absolutely. you could put it is his likeness on right now, something... It is, it is yeah. an ALF-shaped cake pan. I definitely had an ALF birthday cake. Now that mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm like... I have memories. <laughs> I'm going to have to find and, it when I go to <laughs> This is going to be good. Oh yeah.
0: oh, yeah.
2: It was one of those things where the show was expensive to produce and it was difficult and nobody wanted to come back after the 4th season so they they didn't make it again but then a few years later i think it was 1996 they made a tv movie yep called Project ALF did audi do you remember that
0: oh yeah i was watching some clips of that today and i i remember it <laughs> they had a great joke with ed bagley junior in there for like 2 minutes to mm-hmm. kill him like yep. alfs hooked up to all these electrodes and Ed Bagley Jr. as a scientist, walks in. It's like, how you doing? He's like, I'm not feeling good about that sign. It says high voltage. He goes to remove it and gets shocked. And it's a running gag for every person that comes in after that, that he just got electrocuted and his he's still a, a shape of him on the floor where he got electrocuted. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's just oh. like, I remember that and I hated it because the Tanners weren't there at all. It was everything after that fact. And you know, knowing so, what the actors felt like after the fact, it's like, oh, okay, I understand. But as a kid, I was like, "Where's the Tanners? This is stupid."
2: <laughs> yeah, that was the. I remember the first time I saw it, I was bummed because the Tanners weren't there. But as I got older, I real, I you know, I, I came to appreciate more. I love that movie. It's it's so dumb, but it's so mm-hmm. good. the The Ed Begley, the the joke with Ed Bagley Jr. is great because it runs through like four or five more scientists. Mm-hmm. Each one of them comes in and he can't let the he can't let go of the fact that that happened. And they keep trying to warn him and then they just keep switching people up. Miguel Ferrer, isn't it? And has one of my like it's a joke that's just burned into my brain. It's Miguel Ferrer, right? So he has male pattern baldness. And at one point, he's getting ready to go on TV and he asks, "How's my hair?" And Alf's response is, "Sparse." <laughs> <laughs> Anytime any human being asks me, "How's my hair?" That is my response. It's just sparse. It had, like, Carl Sagan jokes. Uh, It had Alf rapping in the back of a car. Uh, uh, Ray Walston is in it at one Mm -hmm. point. Yeah, I remember Um, that. Alf starts off. He's on an an Air Force base, so he's constantly trading stuff, and he's always asking people if they like Air Force Blue (laughs) because everything he gets is just Air Force branded. Um, it's so good. It, it It's honestly, it's dumb. It's on YouTube. You can watch it for free, mm-hmm. and it's worth it's worth watching if you're a fan of Alf at all. Um, Martin Sheen is in it. He's the yeah. fan. Like, oh, nice. They got some people for it. It's they pretty do. impressive. It, I, I remember it ran on ABC um, at the time, but it's totally worth watching. I just uh, there's something about the humor of Alf and the show, and even if you don't remember, like distinct plots you just remember the cadence that he spoke with and like the way he would say things and i'm really glad that uh steven you finally got to see an episode
3: <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. I, you know the thing that too that stood out to me like again it's been a long time since i've watched a three camera sitcom so i had to kind of get back into my brain about it but like the end where he's talking to his friends on the radio and he's kind of touching on all the moments he's had with the family that mm. was honestly good as a touching moment, like I really oh, yeah. appreciate mm-hmm. that that i had the I had some feels about that. it was more it was more genuine and um I was more sympathetic to it than like even a full house episode where Danny sits down with d j and it's like now d j while the soft music plays, yeah like that makes me want to throw up this <laughs> I was just like, dang, Alf had a good day, mm. that's all right. <laughs>
1: And he doesn't yep. know, like he's sending out this message to all of his friends, and he doesn't know if they're all dead. Right? It's mm-hmm. got there's so Ugh. much heart
3: in that. Ugh. If you really like, sit down and imagine what this why is cracking alien is going. Like his humor is a shell to protect his soft inner core. You know, like that's <laughs> that's what <laughs> this yep. feels like. It was uh, I,
1: heavy. I loved heavy it,
3: talks. and I loved the Gladys Kravitz character in in Machnonic. What was her name? Machnonic. Oh, yeah. That was great, and I could see where that's going to go. And just Alf just screwing with her was just oh my gosh, my just, joy. Go ahead and watch the I'm next episode
0: because she's all about it, and it's hilarious.
1: <laughs> I'm a sucker for the no- nosy neighbor lady. Like mm-hmm. every time, love her. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. so good.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yep. Um, yep. A, a classic TV throwback. Uh, I was talking to my neighbor one day, and he was asking about some new neighbors that moved in. He's like, you know anything about these people? I go, who do I look like? Gladys Kravitz. <laughs> and he was like, he's like a sixty year old dude. And he's like. <laughs> how old are you? <laughs> like, dude, <laughs> don't mess with me. I got these references. It's like Gladys Kravitz. It's pretty good. Oh, that's, that
2: is quite the deep cut. <laughs> yeah, there. It, is. That. it is. It um, is. I have not had a chance to check our email yet, but we did get a couple of responses on Twitter uh to people when I was asking them about, um, uh, you know, ALF and what their memories for it were. Um, Corey CCS writes, says, uh, I watched the pilot for Alf and recognized the dad from misfits of science and the daughter from Whiz Kids and remembering wishing both of those shows had stuck around instead. Mm-hmm. so eh, middling middling res- uh, results there Rishi <laughs> B uh, was also as a I always attribute a small part of my acceptance of absurdist comedy to Alf. A puppet portraying an alien should be absurd uh, should be absurd in a family sitcom for adults, but it really wasn't. I recall Alf going beyond his show and the like to the Emmys. And as a kid, it was cool to see people accepting the weird. Yeah. I'm with him uh, on that. Uh, like, yeah. there's, there is that absurdist nature to it and sort of the hand waviness of like an alien that gets our humor and gets our sarcasm immediately. Yeah. Um, well, you got and 20 minutes. Just slides right in.
3: Yeah. You got 20 minutes to make a show. You don't <laughs> have time. You know, and, and uh, you kind of have to do this dance of like, how much are the people going to accept? plus and I at mean, that time we didn't yeah care. it was it
1: was 1986 nobody's going on Twitter to be like you know Alf wouldn't right. understand sarcasm it's a far-fetched <laughs> right. enough that he can understand our language he would like no, nobody's going you know like, yeah get off yeah. your high horse we could just enjoy things <laughs> yeah we yeah. could
3: just look at it and go that's funny instead of dissecting <laughs> it for the eight people that follow us and yeah. ranting yep. about
0: it for days. i think that's that's the magic of it they just jumped right into it like screw yeah. diving into it and trying to figure this out let's just go right for the funny and have fun with this and they did well, how does this work mm-hmm.
1: does it matter no Mm
0: -mm. no it
1: doesn't matter at all carry on we're
3: here to tell jokes and sell like cereal to children that's (laughs) what we're here Mm -hmm. to do if we can accomplish those two goals then we're we're golden it works i got the
0: i heard the the, uh, lunchbox the general
1: rule the general rule for sitcom writing is you need two jokes a page yeah and uh that's it there you go great and And another rest of it matters
3: And we're probably going to get to this topic a little bit as we go, but, like, back then, you had to be a lot more clean uh, on TV. And I feel like clean humor is harder to do. Like, nowadays, I watch a sitcom with my parents, I'm like, I'm kind of embarrassed at these jokes. (laughs) But they're easy. And it's like, back Mm -hmm. then, they had to work a little harder, and and they had to be a little smarter, and they had to throw out stuff that was, you know, the Carl Sagan jokes and stuff. We expected the audience to be intelligent to some degree, and you could
2: do stuff, it's, yeah. it's funny, though, that you say it that way, because one of the things with Alf was Paul Fusco talking about in the writer's room and they would write jokes and see how much they could slip past the censors <laughs> and how much they could get past standards in practice and practice and how far they could push that envelope and then walk it back. That's why a couple of years ago, a video surfaced uh, and it was behind the scenes outtakes and it was Alf. They had the puppet in the bed, so they had Alf in the bed. And it's like between takes and he's going off on like racist and sexist stuff in between takes because that was just the type of humor that they would do on set while they were doing the show. And like the stuff that they would so that it would never make it to a final episode. But then people got all upset about it. And and one of the producers said, well, this was a different time in making a show. And like yeah. that was just what you did at that time. You know, whether the jokes are funny or not or, or good or not is kind of irrelevant but it was because it wasn't part of the show it was just like people in between i mean that happens on any show mm. it just ha- so, just so happened to be that people finally saw it coming out of the mouth of alf um, <laughs> yeah. but yeah it's just funny that you mentioned like cleaner humor and having to be smarter about it and they were just they were trying to see what they could get away with while yeah, also but, uh-huh. having those you got to
1: be creative about it though you got to right. do it
0: tricky exactly mhm mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, you couldn't just throw out the sex joke cuz you had it, you had to think about how am I going to do it? It's it's the Seinfeld master of your domain episode. Yep. It's it's yep. how do we talk about it without talking about it? And to me that's that's wittier cuz you can watch it with your kids and they're not going to catch it. That's right. going to yeah. mm-hmm. sail right past them. But you can laugh,
0: you know.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. By the way, the Carl Sagan joke in Project ALF is is um, he's making fun of the way he pronounces the planet Uranus. <laughs> and he says well you know how it's pronounced right and then the two people that he's riding in the car with don't say anything and then they're to each other they're like he's gonna tell us anyway isn't he Yep. and then just you hear Alf from the back it's Uranus ah, 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 and just does that Alf laugh and like
0: that's a good joke it is <laughs> mm-hmm. it's funny You're it's right. one that's still used today over and over oh yeah oh
3: yeah <laughs> never get tired now, of that
2: we are going to be talking about pilots all month, but the interesting thing is pilots are kind of going away. Um, sure are cause it's not, it's not a normal thing. <laughs> Netflix doesn't do pilots. They just say, make a show. Um, that could be kind of good or bad in like, I feel like pilots are important because I feel like you need that, that single sort of encapsulated episode to, to give an idea of what your show is going to be prior to it coming off because you want to know like chemistry, right? Um, A good example I like from from shows that I have watched is Psych had a different character in the pilot that gets written out and replaced with the character of Juliet O'Hara afterwards because the chemistry was just wasn't quite there and like they wanted to rework how that character was. Um, You don't get that if you just order a show direct to season, you have to change it after your first season if it does well enough to make a second season but Netflix isn't the only one studio, like uh, the major TV networks are starting to do this where they just order a season of shows. And that's, you know, your NBC, Fox, CW, ABC, all of that. Um, I want to start with you. What do you think about like pilots as a whole? Because it's also another thing I want to mention is it's a good way for actors to get their name known Mm -hmm. because you actors can go out to LA for pilot season, right. And get themselves cast. And even if the show doesn't get picked up, someone might see them, and say, "Well, I liked you in this pilot, so even though the show even if the show didn't get picked up, I like you, maybe I'll cast you in something else." So, what do you think about like the the idea of Pilots kind of going away? Oh.
0: I don't know. It's it's one of those weird things where it feels like, okay, well, things are changing. Things change, so the way we make television changes because, I mean, we say it's television, but we're watching it sometimes on a TV, sometimes on a computer, sometimes on a tablet, sometimes on a phone, like true I think there's there's good things to the pilot model but when you've got something like a Netflix that just wants to make a show and get it out and get eyes on it they're not going to waste time with a pilot I think that's part of it is that Netflix is different from NBC ABC they've got all kinds of uh, gears and stuff in order to get people to watch a show because they want people's eyeballs so they can sell them everything else around that show. Netflix just wants yeah. you to watch the show, period. So it's it's one of those things. It's like, yeah, the pilot is good for some people for some rays, And then for other people, it's not something they want to bother with. So I don't know. I'm just rambling because I'm, I don't have a good answer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's fine. Amy, what about you? Do, you? do you think that pilots are still an important way to kind of produce shows or start shows anyway?
1: I mean, I think it depends on the show an awful lot um, because I think that I I I haven't watched... Like, I don't watch a ton of network shows anymore. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, if I do, they've already made it to streaming and so they could have been there the whole time and that would have been fine too. Um, I, I think that definitely without like i think we get more shows that maybe we wouldn't have for better or worse um because we're not worried about a pilot um and and yeah i mean it's it's a totally different i mean do do people do do people watch tv on a schedule anymore like is that like like do like this is a legit question like because i mean i don't i don't have tv anymore like i only have streaming right And a lot of people Mm -hmm. only have streaming, but like people that do have TV, like, do you still, are you still like, oh man, because it's, even if you have TV, like network or, you know, cable, it's still going to be like on demand the next day. Like Mm -hmm. you're still going to be able to watch it later or you can, you know, TiVo is still a thing. (laughs) So, you know, (laughs) but I mean, like, or the cable boxes now have digital recording, like. You you can go watch it later. Like, is anybody sitting down to watch a show at the time at which are you like, Oh man, it's eight thirty, I gotta go watch Doogie Hauser. Like is that are we doing that? Because I don't actually know. There's some people um,
0: like us who grew up with a schedule that probably do it and then the generations ahead like older than us who are used to T V that way. Like you know, like my, my parents mom, my they're mom not gonna watch demand. anything that they can't just easily find on on the television right when they're ready to watch something or when they know it's going to be on yeah. and trying to teach them how to work the remote and work the technology. No, thank you. Yeah. I just, I feel like a lesson in futility,
1: but I, I feel like there are, there are definitely shows. And I mean, I don't know, like some of them could have had pilots, but like, I feel like there are shows that I enjoy because I like weird stuff too. Right. And so I feel like there are shows that if, if if the shows that I like had a pilot, they never would have gotten made. And I would be sad. You know,
2: I mean, you're not wrong there either. Like it, there's definitely goods and bads to So Stephen, what do you think about pilots as a as a concept? Do you think they should kind of go away and just let shows exist and do like I mean, Disney Plus has how many shows and they don't do pilots for their stuff? They're just like make a season.
3: I mean, name something Star Wars and put it on a streaming service and do you think that's not gonna at least get people to watch an entire season? Like we're I I, I think that we're looking at a world of where you're only picking sure things and that's mm-hmm. that's a lot different than like Scattershot twenty new series, yeah. you know, like when they used to order stuff and it's like, oh we're gonna got twenty mm-hmm. new series coming out on Thursday, happy time on NBC or whatever. And yeah now like it, you could do that, but I don't think people have the attention, and our model for watching television's changed. Like, like Amy, you're, you're talking about people. Uh, do people sit down and watch TV? I only hear about new sitcoms from my parents. Um, <laughs> like they'll tell yeah. me about. Do you ever watch, you know, Last Man Standing, for example, or whatever that Tim Allen jam? Or like, there's a Matt LeBlanc show that they're like, this is so funny, and I'm like I've never even heard of this. Like, what is this show? And um I like they used to laugh about three and a half men all the time. I'm like, what? What?" And I know that was like around the time people started cord cutting, Mm -hmm. but I was early in the cord cutting business. I was like 2011. I turned in my satellite box and said, never mind, I'm done. Um, and the only thing I missed after that was just Discovery binges of watching Dirty Jobs and Mythbusters on Saturday yeah. afternoons and stuff. Right. Yeah. But yeah, That's like, what I, I do I when
1: I go to my parents' house. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, whatever's on, like, let's put it on, let's go. Yeah,
3: like well, Discovery you know. Channel. 87 yeah. episodes of Mythbusters. from
1: <laughs> Fantastic.
3: Let's go. I'm ready. Treehouse <laughs>
1: Masters, here we go. And here's the thing.
0: Yeah. You both <laughs> just said you know about stuff because of your parents. How many people, especially in our generation and moving forward, don't have a connection with their parents they've left home you know we're much more scattered uh you know as a people now than we used to be like we used to be everybody stayed home or was in the same hometown and we just don't do that anymore so like how many people don't have somebody who's tied to a television to tell them what's on you know <laughs> yeah 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 I, I just yeah I feel like I feel like there's
2: still a place for the idea of pilots I don't think we should we should just toss them out because uh-huh. here's the thing. Think of some shows that aren't established. Like you, Steven, you said, you know, give a, give a star Wars property, put it on streaming and people are going to watch it. That's right. And something at Marvel related or a DC, you know, show of some kind. But, but think of some of the, the off the wall stuff, like the X files and starting up something like that at the time was, you know, it was pretty groundbreaking. It wasn't a normal thing. Or I remember about 10, 10, 12 years ago, Fringe. Fringe had a pilot. That pilot was really good. That got people hooked and it got them into watching the show. And I feel like shows like that might not just get, even something like ALF might not get a, a pickup for, here, Make a make a series of shows, however many of them you're going to do, because that is one thing changing from the network model is, you no longer have to do 22 episodes a season where they, they run for three months and then you have a couple month break and then you run the second half of your show and blah, blah, blah. But like, there's still, there's, you know, doing 10, 12, 13 episodes, there's, there's shows that I feel like wouldn't, we wouldn't have without some sort of a make your pitch and show us what it is you want to, you want to do. Our flag means death feels like a show that might not have made it out of a, like a, concept stage without something like that um and so i don't know i'm I'm like on the fence because i think that they are important but i also understand the reason to go away from them it's cheaper
1: i mean i definitely Um, think that if you came with the uh just like the straight up proposal for x files to netflix or hulu like they would pick it up in a heartbeat they'd be like yeah great like today, like if you it like change nothing today. Here's our concept for this show, The X Files. People would be like, "Yeah, great. Give me, uh, you know, give me a season. Let's go." Yeah, it's all, it's yeah, always yeah. hard to right. say.
3: they but they're probably so now. The thing I noticed different between like shows you would pilot and shows that Netflix and Apple TV and stuff are doing is some of them are shows and some of them are eight episode movies. Yeah. And there's a difference between the way those two things work. Like there's there's procedural stuff that you could pilot a procedural. Like yeah. I think about Dr. House from a handful of years ago. You could you pilot mm-hmm. house because you wanted to like do people care about a cantankerous doctor that's like a vague allegory for Sherlock Holmes? Maybe. <laughs> you know, and then we're gonna find out. But when you're like, I made a movie and it's eight episodes of a movie, like Stranger yeah. Things, you know, you're not gonna pilot Stranger Things because there's there's too much. Like, it's a continual yeah. story. It's not a, it's not a yeah. this happens. Sit- sitcoms are the same way. Uh, I'm going to put people in a situation for 20 minutes, and then I'm going to create comedy from it. I mean, because they're formulaic
1: in the end. Like, yeah, those kind are. of shows they're- are all formulas. So you go, all right, well, let's, let's do this test formula. Let's plug in mm-hmm. numbers for X and Y. Does it work? Yeah. Great. Okay, now we can put all the other numbers in.
2: That's a, that is a really good point. The serialized nature of, of current shows and the fact that Hawkeye was a, what, like a seven hour movie basically spread out over eight or 10 episodes. So yeah, that, that's a really good point because when you can, when you can come to somebody with that, you know, you have everything kind of outlined, it's easier to pick up that than you know, Hey, it's a show about an alien that land crash lands with a family and hijinks ensue. Oh, he likes to eat cats. Um, like,
3: <laughs> yeah, you've got that one episode yeah. that you know, and that's what you're <laughs> pitching on. You're like promising them you can write more and you can make it you can make it work. And and but the 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 new streaming thing is more like that. Have you ever heard heard of a, them talking about TV is the writer's medium and movies are the director's medium? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. writers like to start somewhere and just work their way and get challenged by what's going to happen and all this stuff. But like when you get these things, these big—I mean, how many streaming shows have you watched where it's like the same director for four episodes? Or like, like that's a movie. That's not. (laughs) That's not a writer game where you're like the writers are in the background. You see directors changing constantly over each episode. That's it's like there's a whole there's a whole different thing going on there.
2: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Well, this was a fun conversation about Alf and about kind of pilots in general. Now. We still have three more pilots we're going to be talking about um, because it's not just about ALF. There are other shows. Now, uh, who, who we got up for next week? Is it um, Audie, right?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: What do are, what are you, you bring in? What do you got for us? What, what pilot are we watching for next week?
0: So after the unaired episode that aired last week and we were talking about it, I had to just go straight for it. And we're going to look at the pilot to The Greatest American Hero. Oh,
3: snap. Ooh. Another thing I so,
0: haven't seen. Yep. I don't
1: think I've ever actually seen it.
0: So, fair warning, this is when also a pilot was a feature-length pilot. Mm. So, it's one of the longer ones. It's on... Okay. You can go to Just just Watch and see where it's at. I think Amazon's got it on Prime Video. Um, I think through IMDb TV, actually. So... um
2: but it's out there. It's it's, it's easily out there. accessible. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. So the greatest American hero with one of mm-hmm. the better theme songs ever. It's Already stuck oh, yeah,
0: in my head. To, yeah. It's already I'm
2: stuck. Forward yeah. To it. <laughs> and we want to hear from you, uh, the listening and viewing audience as well. What your thoughts are? Do you do you remember the greatest American hero? Did you watch it uh, when it was out? Did you find it in reruns at some point? Do you hate that theme song or is it stuck <laughs> in your head still? <laughs> At this point, it's like the third catchiest theme song of all time. Um,
0: if you're a Seinfeld fan, you should know it from George's message.
2: <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, so if you, um, if you do have thoughts on The Greatest American Hero, we want to hear from you on an email us at those were the days show at gmail.com or on Twitter at thosedaysshow. Uh, we want to hear from you. We want to know what your thoughts are on, uh, on pilots in general, Mm-hmm. Um, television and the way it's changing and also um, uh, the greatest American hero. We want to hear it from that. Uh, so please, please email us, tweet at us, whatever you want. Uh, we're here to listen and we want that interaction from you. Um, so yeah, that that's next week. This week was ALF. ALF was super, super fun. Um, so I'm really glad that, uh, that you guys all liked it. I liked, we got a little bit of audience feedback. I, I did forget to mention um, our friend, Sean, uh, A.K.A. Head Gamer, had said that he never watched Alf and he had no desire to. And we kind of <laughs> got him to watch the pilot, and he he finished watching it and said, "And I know now why I had no desire to watch it. He did not enjoy <laughs> yeah. it." Man, so we are we
1: are the peer pressure all those after school pr- programs warned us about. <laughs> yeah, we
3: are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Friends don't let friends watch mm-hmm.
1: Alf. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, well, thank you, everyone, for being here. Thank you, the three of you, for joining me and talking with uh, with me about ALF uh, and indulging in uh, in all things Gordon Shumway, uh, in Gordon we trust. So thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been Those Were the Days. It's a show where we look at classic TV through a modern lens but with nostalgic eyes. Join us next week as we talk about the greatest American hero. Yes.